the only way to stop me is to kill me. What's up, folks? Welcome. Welcome to the Wake and Blake podcast. How are you? How's it going? What's going on, baby? We sitting here. Uh, we're sitting tight at the end of 2021 is what we're doing right now. You know, we're checking in. We're checking in at the end of the year. How are you? Where are you? You at home? You hanging out? You at your apartment? In the car, working out. What are you up to? What are you doing right now? Hope you're having fun. Hope you're at peace. Hope you're chilling. You get Omicron yet? <laughs> huh, pussy? You get sick yet? Yeah. You got sick, huh? Yo, my whole family. My whole family got got COVID before Christmas. Yeah. It's uh, it's unavoidable at this point, folks. You know that, obviously. How many how many Americans have Omicron at this very moment as we record this? Twenty percent, thirty percent, forty percent. It's spreading like wildfire, wildfire getting around baby it's getting around it's uh this one's this one's pretty savage this one this one touches all of us epstein uh this one touches all of us catholic church yeah yeah this variant this variant this variant touches all of us kevin spacey yeah this this one touches all of us joe biden yeah this one, this one touches all of us, Michael Jackson. Uh, <laughs> if anyone's going to rape your kids, don't you want it to be the greatest singer and dancer of all time? I mean, think about all the families that had children molested by some, some nobody, right? Imagine all of the families destroyed destroyed by child molestation and the molester was just some guy he was dave okay he was dave you know a gym teacher at the local elementary school would you rather your kid be touched by dave or would you rather your kid be touched by greatness okay now i don't know how that kind of talent works i don't know I don't know, but if Michael Jackson touches your kids, there's at least a chance, there's a chance that your kid 
will get the powers transferred from Michael to him and that your kid will become an international superstar. There's a chance, okay? <laughs> if a trucker molests your kids, you're not buying a house in Malibu, <laughs> okay? You're just crying with your kid in therapy. If Michael Jackson touches your kid, your life has changed. Okay? I'm just saying there's a spectrum of victimization of people that have their kids touched. You get that, obviously, right? How was your Christmas? How are you? How are you, honestly? Tell me. Tell me. Well, don't tell me. Um, you can't tell me, but respond in your heart. Yeah. How are you doing right now? How are you doing? It's, it's the end of 2021. It's the beginning of a new year. A revolution around the sun. That's not completely arbitrary. No, that's something, right? That's something. You've made one full revolution around the sun. And what have you learned in this last year? You know? How are, how are you feeling? I assume that most people listening to this have Omicron. <laughs> and that's cool, man. That's fine. I just cleared it out of my system. I had it for like fucking seven days. I'm vaxxed. And I had Omicron. Okay? Okay? And I'm dreaming of Omicron. Christmas. Just like the years to know Delta. Alpha covid Chinese ruin the world. Do, 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 do. Chinese eat bats or fuck bats or whatever they do. Oh, we don't eat bats. Yeah, we don't eat bats. It's a common misconception. The Chinese people don't eat bats individually. They don't. Chinese people do not eat bats. That's racist and an offensive stereotype, okay? Chinese do not eat bats. They eat bat rat soup. <laughs> no. No chicken. No fish. I only like bat rat soup. <laughs> bat rat soup. Throw a bat and a rat and a cat and a soup. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Soup, soup. Yeah, I had a good Christmas. I got this hoodie for Christmas. I was excited about that. Um, my mom gave me condoms for Christmas. So I would stop fucking my little brother raw. Uh, it's fair. It's fair. I, I told her. I will wrap it up from now on when I rape your son. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I don't know. It's 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 late December. It's late December, twenty twenty one, and we're in the midst of it. You know, we're in the throes of it, and by it, I mean life, uh, not COVID, because uh, if you're overly concerned about COVID at this point, I need you to know that you're a fucking pussy. Okay, you gotta know that, right? You know that. You must, you must at this point. Now, <laughs> now you can't go into the new year with that fear. Well, 
You can. You can. And I'm not, I'm not going to try to stop you. If you want to be a hysterical, annoying, overreactive, dumb fuck, the choice is yours. The choice is yours. You can do this as long as you want. You can persevere in this lane. It's yours. It's yours. It truly is yours. We're getting off. Don't worry. We're going to get off tonight, okay? Welcome. You're in a safe place. You're going to get touched or be touched tonight. Don't worry. But first, I want you to hear from an ama- a, a brilliant spiritual guru from the 80s, I believe. Whatever the fuck, it doesn't matter. Time doesn't exist. <laughs> from a time before now, there was a man named Osho. Now, I don't know if you've seen the Netflix documentary, Wild Wild Country. If you haven't, watch it. It's brilliant. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It shows you the convergence of a mystical, spiritual guru and the freedoms and wildness that is acceptable in America. It's a, it's, it's a beautiful convergence. So if you have any interest at all in like uh, just gurus, cults, mindfulness, whatever the fuck, and if you have any interest at all in like uh, a group of people trying to take over a town and state, Check it out. Wild Wild Country on Netflix. But right now, we're not watching that show, okay? Watch that later, okay? By yourself. Don't fuck. Right now, I want to talk about what Osho, which is like the guru that was in this, the starring in this Netflix documentary. I want to show you a clip of what Osho has to say about America. Because democracy basically means... Government by the people, of the people, for the people. But the people are retarded. So let us say, government by the retarded, (laughs) for the retarded, And that's what it is. And that's what the show is. (laughs) This is a show. (laughs) This is a podcast by the retarded. Of the retarded. And for the retarded. (laughs) Okay? If you're not a retard, get the fuck out of here. Alright? This isn't one of those fucking science seminars, all right? You guys are good fucks, all right? All right, we're into this, all right? We're going. We're going high. All right? How's it going? Christmas. It's the Christmas time. You believe in God? Oh, you believe in anything? Weak intellect. Okay. Oh, you believe in anything at all? Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, um, I believe in the tooth fairy. Yeah, I believe in Santa Claus. Uh, I believe I'll be the next president of the United States. 
and that I will inhabit the body of Superman and have sex with a mule and create a cross-species specimen. And then I will run for president. Oh! Oh, you believe. Okay, well, your belief means nothing, obviously. You know that that's what belief is, obviously, right? You get that. You understand that believing in something is the same as believing in the two fairies, right? You know that your belief not only should not be respected, it shouldn't even be considered grounds for a reasonable debate. Who gives a fuck what you believe? What do you know? Okay? What do you know? I don't care about what you believe. I believe that Superman is going to come down and rape every woman on this planet. And he's not going to rape them just for the fun of it, which I would understand. He's going to rape them. And he's going to implant my semen in every single woman on this planet. That's what I be- that's that's what I believe. Okay? That's my belief. You can't dissuade me from my beliefs. Oh wait, your beliefs are based on nothing. Oh, it doesn't matter what you believe, dumb fuck. I believe that rats run the world. <laughs> I believe that rats, through a series of complex communication, (laughs) rats run Web3. Rats run the dark web. I believe that rats run the world. What do you believe? (laughs) The Washington Post. Heard of it? Democracy dies in darkness. Mmm. So noble, Bezos. So noble. Washington Post, a.k.a. the Amazon Post, had an article. And this was the title of the article. They were so careful for so long. They got COVID anyway. All right. Straight from the article. This is from the Washington Post article. Across the nation and the world, people who thought they knew how to avoid COVID are getting a rude surprise. Safety precautions that had for so long felt talismanic. Get vaccinated, mask up, avoid large gatherings. Have in the past week or two collapsed under the weight of Omicron. It's fat bitch. A much more highly transmissible variant than the one before it. And even if people are not feeling very sick from Omicron, it can be hard to come to terms with a positive result after all the time and effort spent keeping the virus at bay. Oh, is it hard? Is it hard that the virus didn't follow your plans? Oh, are you crying at the positive result? I've done everything! I've been wiping off my groceries. I've been wiping off my groceries for two years. I've been wiping off my groceries. I've been wiping off my children's hands. I've been wiping my husband's penis before it enters my mouth. I've been wiping everything. How is it that I got COVID still? 
It's gone. Robert Frank. All right. Robert Frank, a professor of pediatrics and director of the Vaccine Research Center at the Cincinnati Children's Hospital. He says, you know what? You're probably going to get COVID. Yeah. And instead of thinking that they lost the race against the virus, he infected people. Instead of thinking that you lost the race against the virus, Dr. Frank encourages people to redefine their concept of winning. Okay? It's not that you failed, he said. You actually succeeded. You dodged the bullet. What are people trying to prevent anyway? Are we trying to prevent the common cold? Nobody's going to do that. You've gotten your booster, right? You've done everything. And you still get COVID? But how sick did you get? For most infected people with vaccines, he said, what they're having is a cold. He continues. Vaccinated people who are upset about getting mild cases now are, quote, operating on an emotional level rather than a rational level. The curves of hospitalization and deaths of people who have been vaccinated are basically flat. Translation, shut the fuck up, you pussies. <laughs> hey, if you're afraid of getting COVID at this point, you're just a bitch. Okay? All right. You've been vaccinated, I assume. You've done what you can. At this point, why are you there's something inside you wants to control it all. You don't control anything, baby. All right? You're helpless. And I know that you never wanted to get COVID. Some of you livers out there, you're getting sick. Hey! Hey, vaccinated. You're getting sick. Nobody escapes the COVID, all right? You saw what they said. Nobody gets to avoid their date with COVID. You get to determine one thing and one thing only. Whether you're vaccinated when you meet COVID, that's your choice. And I'm a patriot. Obviously. And it's your choice. It's your choice. You want to be vaxxed? You want to be unvaxxed? I don't care. Why would I give a fuck? You have no choice. Everybody's getting COVID in America. This is according to a, a therapist. Let's see. The pandemic's 
long and continuing arc has made it harder for people to process it, said Eileen Weingarten, a family and marriage therapist in Los Angeles who has seen patients sobbing over Omicron, whether or not they've been exposed to it. Don't cry. Don't cry about a disease you haven't caught. It's the relentlessness of it, she said. We're still absorbing the shock of March 2020. But we're still in it. The normal trajectory of a trauma that resolves as you go through it, you may repeat it over and over in your head. And that aspect fades after time. And then ultimately it gets metabolized into your system. But if it doesn't, it's trapped in your nervous system. And you're reacting to it all the time. I don't know about that, actually. Wait, COVID fear is trapped in your nervous system? I don't know about that. It's been almost two years. Why haven't you accepted the reality? Why can't you accept the truth and the reality of this virus? Does it disturb you? Because you're going to get it. Everybody's going to get it. They got no saying that. The narrowing of people's lives over the past two years contributes to a more depressive outlook, Weingarten said, the therapist. You don't see the world in a wide way. You don't see context, she said. Wait! Why can't you see context? She says declarative in a declarative fashion. You don't see context. Why can't you see context? Huh? Is it important? Impossible to see context? Is it impossible to realize that the average age of death is 70 years old? And that the people that died of COVID were already on death's door. All COVID did was give an earlier introduction. Oh. Don't talk about that. It has an immense mental health toll. Immense, says the therapist. With Omicron in particular, there's been a spike in disheartened feelings. Feelings of hopelessness and helplessness. Oh! Well, there's been a spike in negative feelings. Oh, this must be real. Let's continue. Adults 40 and under are having an especially difficult time, says the therapist Weingarten. Everyone is disheartened. But I think it's hit millennials harder. She said, noting that the generation's adulthood has been marked by 9-11, the Great Recession, and now COVID. You already feel like you were sold a bill of goods, like, I did all the right things, and now this? There's a sense that there's no end to this misery. There is no end, you fucking pussy. (laughs) 
Life's a bitch. And then you die. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. How hard it is to be 40 and under. First of all, 75% of the deaths were above 65. I'm going to venture to say, when we're talking about uh, 40 and under, I'm going to venture to say 80, 90% of the deaths were 40 and over. Okay. So we're talking about a group that has not been affected at all by what's happening. Okay. Our grandparents, our uncles and aunts, they've been fucking dying. As humans do. You don't live forever, in case you don't know that. You know that, right? You're going to die quickly, right? You know that, obviously. But somehow this fucking therapist has convinced herself and her clients that the people under 40, the people that have it the easiest, Look up right now. Don't even don't take my word for it. I don't I don't care if you believe me. Look up right now, CDC. Look up that. Look up that specific verb. <laughs> but also, look up the death rate of 0 to 18. 18 to uh, 30. 30 to 40. 40 to 50. Hey! Nobody's dying from this. People under 40 are scared and worried. Mom! Oh, mom! Oh, I, first Y2K, okay? Y2K was a fucking change of the fucking millennia, and I couldn't fucking handle that, okay? Y2K. And then 9-11 happened. Mom, that's not fair, okay? 9-11, all right? There was an attack on our fucking society and our fucking community, all right, Mom? All right? It's not fucking funny. It's not fucking funny, okay? All right? I barely survived Y2K. 9-11... By the hair. I, I survived literally by a hair of my foreskin. Barely survived 9-11. Okay. It was fucking tragic. <laughs> and I'm a victim. Your ancestors survived World War One. Woo! The Great Depression. Woo! World War Two. Woo! Hey, you dumb fucks. Your ancestors survived the Great Depression, worse than the Great Recession. World War One, worse than 9-11, fucking retard. World War II. I'll venture to say World War II was more fucking traumatic than COVID. The average age of death of COVID is 70? Hey! COVID took people that were on the doorstep of death. Oh, you thought you were going to be 73 when you croaked and you were 71. What a tragedy! Oh! God!
I'm fucking, I'm honestly, I'm dismantled. I'm, I'm having trouble. I'm having trouble confronting reality. Because these people, <laughs> my generation, my millennials, they've gone through so much. The Great Recession and now COVID. Oh, my God, a 1% death rate, 15% for over 65 per years old. But, oh, God, what a re what, oh, what a justifiable suffering that all of my generation has. You fucking imbeciles. COVID is nothing. It's a calling of the old. I'm sorry. Oh, did your grandma die? Oh. Did your grandpa die? Oh. Did your f uncle that molested you die? Oh. There's a movie on Netflix starring Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence. And it's, it's called Don't Look Up. And the whole movie is, is a metaphor for climate change. Like, the premise is, is that, like, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio, like, they see a comet that's, like, six months away from destroying the Earth. So, and, like, the whole movie is kind of about, like, those, like, Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio, like, trying to, like, galvanize support for, like, action. Okay. And, like, they have one plan, and then it gets abandoned, and then, like, they have, like, a backup plan. I want you to watch it. Please watch Don't Look Up. It's it's a progressive wet dream, okay? It's very cringy. It's very cringy at multiple parts. Leonardo DiCaprio, you know how he's, like, a fucking, like, climate little fag. So this movie is, uh, it's fascinating. Because, like, the, the premise of the movie is that literally, like, Adam McKay, Adam McGay, um, Adam McGay makes a movie where like the world's gonna end in like six months or fourteen days. Yeah, and uh, I think I think honestly, like liberals and progressives wish that they had this amount of proof. No matter what you think or what you say, the world is gonna end in six months. That's the whole message. How people like how people and media and like uh, politicians cannot galvanize to like a real cause, and it's interesting. Like Leonardo plays like this main scientist. I'm gonna play this clip, and it's like Leonardo plays a scientist who like discovered the the meteor or whatever. And there's like a scene of him screaming on the news. I'm about to play it, and you'll see like he's screaming. It's like this scientist hero fantasy of like what Leo wishes he could say in the real world and watch what watch what his like idealized version of him speaking to America. Listen to like how faggy that is. <laughs> we should have deflected this comment when we had the fucking chance, but we didn't do it. I don't know why we didn't do it. And now that they're, 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 they're actually firing scientists like me for speaking out for opposing them. And I'm sure many of the people out there aren't even gonna listen to what I just said because they, you know, they have their own political ideology. But I, I assure you, I am not on one side or the other. 
I, I'm just telling you the fucking truth. I, I think this would be a good time to establish that that Ishuel and the president have both said that there's benefits to be right, had. Well, the president the of the United States is fucking lying. Look, I, I'm just like all of you. I hope to God, I hope to God that this president knows what she's doing. I hope she's got us all taken care of. But truth is, I think this whole administration has completely lost their fucking mind. And I think we're all gonna die. A six-month comment impact would be an existential impact. Like, it would be like an irrefutable, imminent catastrophe if there was a, a comet hitting us in six months. But climate change isn't that. It's not, it's not gonna, we're not gonna die. The planet's not gonna die in six months. Okay? Six months? If we were gonna die in six months, that would be hyper actionable. Okay? But that's not what the case is. Okay? We're talking about a one and a half degree temperature increase over the next 100 years. That's not an imminent catastrophe at all. Like We literally don't know how this temperature change will manifest in the world. We don't. In their bullshit fantasy world, it's, it's so real and so unavoidable that you, you couldn't look away without being an imbecile. But in the real, actual world, there's no meteor. We're talking about a, a degree and a half increase in the global temperature, which has happened before. You know, like six months is an imminent catastrophe. Okay, but climate change is not happening in six months, right? Climate change is not an imminent catastrophe. It's a slow-moving catastrophe. And slow-moving catastrophes they can have slow-moving solutions, right? For sure. Of course they can. Like, in the movie, they have a plan. Like, they have a plan to, like, launch nukes and, like, break up, the, like, the fucking comet and the save the Earth. Government has an exact plan to break apart the, like, the fucking comet. But we don't have, as we sit here today, with, you know, yeah, like, according to the scientists, a human-caused climate change. We don't have one concrete plan for climate. We don't. We don't. Like we can make a we can make a range of lifestyle changes. We can make business changes. We can make changes for sure. Or, you know, we could rely on technology innovation and, and hope that technology innovates us out of this mess. Leftists act as if we have this just like this golden down the line solution. Like, we just know that, oh yeah, like, if you live in a shack like the Unabomber, everything's gonna be okay. First of all, go to Netflix, watch Manhunt Unabomber. What are we gonna do? What, like, what's the fucking plan? Natural gas and oil, and we're just gonna fucking, what? Live on pogo sticks in the woods?
Okay? We're going to make fucking Unabomber shacks in the woods and fucking just jump on pogo sticks. We're going to fucking live on pogo sticks to create energy. Okay? It's not feasible. It's not feasible. Okay? What are we talking about? We're going to live in the fucking woods in tents while India and China and the rest of the developing nations continue to just pollute our environment, ransack our environment. And what are we supposed to do? Stand by and go, please, please stop it. I hereby ask you formally to stop polluting our environment. <laughs> it's fucking retarded, man. Most prominent climate story that I've seen recently was from the international objective media, BBC. And the headline was, according to new research, climate change is causing albatross divorce. Oh, God! Somebody! Stop everything! Albatrosses aren't getting off as much as they used to. <laughs> if that's the state of the climate crisis, I'm okay with it, actually. All right? All right? All right? We went from the fucking movie, this fucking satire. And in real life, albatrosses are having trouble keeping a long-distance relationship. Wah! Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> what I believe is the truth is that progressives, progressives that are obsessed, anyone with neurotic, obsessive climate change hysteria, these people are sick, you know? These people are sick. Progressives are anxious nihilists that they can't fix the problems in their own life and try to solve the world's problems, but they can't. You guys see 20-somethings? 20-somethings? It's a new show on uh, Netflix. Hey. It's a new show on Netflix. It's a remake of Real World. Absolutely, it's a remake. Um, the premise is eight twenty somethings, hence the name, eight twenty somethings finding themselves and fucking themselves in somewhere. So it's young people having fun and finding themselves, okay? So we get that, right? Twenty somethings Austin. You gotta watch it, it's on Netflix. And I'm I'm gonna be honest with you, I loved this show. I really did. I'm moving to Austin in the next couple weeks. I like that. It's group of eight young people. I like that as well. There was a, uh, there's like a stand-up. And of the eight people, because they know that like Austin is a rising stand-up scene, they had a stand-up comedian, Michael Fractor. But they had this motherfucker. They have him go to an open mic with his friend. I think it's Bryce early in the season. Bryce, you're a pussy for leaving the show. But they have Michael Fractor go to an open mic on Monday, which I'm, I am i got to check out when I'm there. We'll, uh, we're going to go to this exact open mic, so we'll see. But um, but they go to this open mic, and then afterwards, 
like Michael doesn't have a good set and is like the most cringeworthy, like fake anger of all time. What the fuck? I fucking bombed, okay? Fucking. Ugh. I'm so fucking mad. Like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> That's what it was, okay? Michael Fractor. Hey. Michael Fractor is a virgin at age 23, which is a little bit late. I was also pretty late. So I'll admit, I'll admit, Michael had a late, had a late entrance to the fuck game. Michael, you made a hell of an entrance to the fuck game, my friend. Michael, Michael, Isha, ooh, Isha was a fucking grand slam for Michael, bro. She, she was the hottest clam in the house. And Michael lost his virginity to the hottest clam in the house. And you got to give props to Michael, for sure. Let's, let's all give a round of Let's give a moment of a silence slash round of applause to Michael. First five seconds, silence. Second, five seconds, round of applause. Woo! Let's go, Michael! Michael slammed a hot fucking piece of ass. Isha, oh yeah, I'll give you that inch of that dick, baby. I'll give you a couple inches of that dick. <laughs> oh, but Michael, you 23-year-old virgin fucking cuck. I'm glad you banged Isha. I'm glad you got something. Um, I will bring up one situation that I did not like. Uh, at the beginning of the relationship, when like Isha just liked Michael. I like I hated this. Isha went whatever. She was talking to Michael and she liked him. And then she asked the girls in the house, like after she liked Michael, she asked the girls, like, wait, wait, wait. Like, who has the power in this relationship? You psycho bitch. Okay? You like the guy, Michael. I like him too. And then you get insecure about your relationship. And then you need your girls to reaffirm that you're better than him. You're not better than him, you bitch. You're not at all. And that's why I hope for the end to be him cream pie Misha, and abandoning her. Good, good. Good, good, good. That is good, good, good. You clicked through, and I am um, grateful for that. I'm very grateful for that. I'll tell you. You'll do absolutely nothing. <laughs> you'll do absolutely nothing to me. I'll tell you. I've only got one shot. I got one opportunity. Do everything you've ever wanted. Will you capture it? Or let it slip? Mum's spaghetti. Mum's tea. Mum's tea and crackers. <laughs> what you strive for. A higher purpose. Lower purpose. A purpose of any kind. <laughs> <clears throat>
My purpose is to burp <laughs> into microphones. Make them stay, Murph! Make them stay, Murph! Murph! Make them stay, Murph!